0: and when they're all walking down it's um, two hours before Manchester United against Feyenoord it's a cold Manchester night and there's a lot of police around there's a lot of security around there's a lot of Feyenoord fans in Manchester uh, estimates are around five or 6,000 3,000 of them have got tickets and it's been a, a big issue I've been getting correspondence from Feyenoord fans for over a month now they're really unhappy they're really unhappy that because a lot of them applied for tickets for the game, joined up as United members and then United cancelled the memberships when they found out that they were Old fans and then those fans had already booked their travel, their hotels uh, to Manchester so a lot of them have come without tickets. It's quite a, a complex issue because United only received 1,300 tickets for the game in Rotterdam in September so, uh, and, and when I arrived at the ground I thought it would be half empty and it was actually almost completely full apart from the section around the, the, the United fans. So there's lots of fine old fans milling around outside Old Trafford looking for tickets um, and with one what's your name mate? Ramon. Ramon. Where My are you from? Rotterdam. I'm from and, Rotterdam. And how did you get to Manchester?
1: I got to Manchester through London yeah and then by train to Manchester so oh. it was um, big travel uh, actually I, I've been on the road three hours I think three and a half hours to get uh, to Manchester with train and it's actually if you see the stadium and all, all of that you just want to go to the game yeah. and it's such a shame our tickets got cancelled today
0: so you're one of the people who bought the tickets and it got
1: cancelled today yes today how um, we uh, did go to the ground today yeah. in the early morning and we got found out, our tickets got cancelled because we're from Rotterdam. And how much have you
0: paid for those tickets? I think 35 euros,
1: it's 30 dollars.
0: So you joined, you, pound. you joined to be United members,
1: to get them that way? Um, somebody else bought them for me. He was from London, I thought. It was through a true friend of ours, and so, how you, th- How did he know that you're Feyenoord fans then? They know because uh, when we got to the pickup point yeah. at the um, i think I think the fence shop or something like yeah. that, uh, then they saw uh, that you were I, I didn't know <laughs> i they just saw it, and immediately you're from the Netherlands, yeah, and yes, you could show your ID or passport, but they saw it immediately.
0: Do you think they've done this because you sent us Louis van Hall for two years? Is this revenge? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr Van Haar. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or Memphis Depay. <laughs>
1: Memphis Depay, I can understand, but Louis van Gaal, he was a good coach, I think. Actually, if you have gave him more time to, I think, get used to the club and get used to the players. There were other players, there was other playing style.
0: Well, he, he, he certainly thinks that and I've had some contacts in the last couple of weeks and he, he maintains that had he had his third year, he would have turned things round at Manchester United and that, that, that's from uh, Mr Van, Van Hal himself. Um, we're told that the Feyenoord fans have been marched down to Old Trafford now. They're currently on Regent Road. Um, have, have you had a good time in Manchester? Have the people been friendly with you? Have the Feyenoord fans that you've spoken to had a good time? I noticed Everyone. one or two had, had had a pint of beer. Everyone has had a good time in Manchester. It's no a
1: great trouble? city. No trouble at all. One time, when someone showed the Ibrahimovic shirt, he <laughs> played for the wrong, yeah, the yeah. wrong team. So then, then there was some uh, yeah, only shouting, and I don't know. Not, not trouble.
0: Not trouble. And no when, trouble you, when, you, when you say Manchester is a great city, <coughs> that surprises me to hear somebody from Rotterdam describing Manchester as, as a great city. Why? Because you
1: can. Uh, you just can have a lot of fun in the city, it's, it's of course full of finite supporters. So if you go around the city, you sing songs, and nobody is um, trying to get trouble or search for trouble, it's just they're filming it, they're enjoying it. That's, that's a lot of fun to see actually. It's fun to see that Manchester supporters are enjoying our presence as well as we do.
0: So as we speak, a police car has just come past with flashing lights and above us now is the police (laughs) helicopter, which would make me think that the Feyenoord fans are quite close. I've been in a similar situation. You know, 10 years ago, I went to Ajax against Feyenoord Mm -hmm. and I've never... I wrote a book on Derby games. I Mm -hmm. I write Mm -hmm. books um, and write about football for a living. I've never seen a security operation as big as outside the Amsterdam arena that day. To stop an Ajax fan getting to a Feyenoord fan as he came off the train, mm-hmm. there were seven different levels. Steward, police, police on horseback, Robocop, vans, and then there was a big tunnel, So, and then there was a police helicopter above as well. And then the following day, mm-hmm. I, I left Amsterdam and I went to Feyenoord and I met some Feyenoord fans, uh-huh. guys who knew their stuff. Mm-hmm. Guys who'd been in the bad places in Beuvelik and stuff like that, and and they said to me, "What what did the I- IX fans say about us?" I said, "Well, they say your stadium has the best atmosphere in Holland." What they really said that? I said they really said that, and then some of the fine old fans were saying, "Well, we would admit that they had a great team in the 70s So of course, there yeah. was. <laughs>
2: They
1: are so there was you know a little yeah the up. biggest club of the Netherlands but we have the biggest uh, yeah, supporters the the best supporters the most fanatic
0: supporters I love watching but, football yeah. in your home I love it it's
1: brilliant it's very it's very and of very course happy.
0: Manchester United won the Cup winners Cup final there in 91 <laughs> so we have we have happy memories a, a, as well what are you going to do about a ticket for tonight
1: for tonight we're gonna Try to we're trying to get into the grind because
2: if, if you look at
1: it it's it's beautiful we know the kaip it's it's a beautiful st- stadium with uh, yeah very fanatic supporters and it's just if you're in there and the game is getting on you know it's party time yeah it's a party for 90 minutes long and in the break you're just getting by and charge yourself up for the for the second half, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I I'd agree. The atmosphere is brilliant. I don't like. I don't understand why you sing. You'll never walk alone. Can you have a word with your mates <laughs> and tell them to stop? That's a Liverpool song.
1: <laughs> boys, boys. We He's telling his mates here now. I'm not Liverpool. <laughs>
0: so, do do, do 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 you live in in Rotterdam itself? I live in Rotterdam. How, how would you describe your city to somebody who'd never been there? Apart from saying it's the biggest port in Europe, and it was bombed in the Second World War, I will
1: not recommend it. Yeah, the city centre is beautiful, but the, the suburbs. I yeah, don't the know suburbs you, yeah, the suburbs are. Yeah, a little is, bit of ghetto. 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 Is it a, a working class city? It. It, it is. It yeah. is but around, around, around the city okay. the city center it's a lot of uh, poor people yeah. and it's just it's, you don't want to be there you're you're not
0: feeling very safe there actually I love Juni Market the market with the big high uh, <coughs> it's the, beautiful the, the, yeah but
1: that's the center you know
0: okay so you're fine there
1: you're yeah. fine there but around the
0: city actually in the suburbs yeah you're in and Den Haag? I came from Den Haag, Den Haag last time. Do you see yourselves as sister cities or they're them and
3: you're f- you them? They're, they're them and yeah. we're rather them.
0: And how are relations between Maybe our
1: passion about football. The, the real ADO Den Haag supporters are really fanatic and we're really fanatic, but they're, they have their city and we have our city.
0: Ha, ha, describe relations finally between Feyenoord and Excelsior and and Sparta yeah. Rotterdam. There, there's because no relationship
1: there. There's no relationship. <laughs> it's just we always yeah. win, so it's so we easy. We always win. You know? It's easy. But <laughs> do you, do you respect them? We respect them as the way they are because they're from what? We, we don't. But it's not like Ajax Feyenoord. It's not like Manchester City United. Okay. Manchester City and United they hate each other. Yeah. But we are just like okay. They're nice people and we can just have fun
0: with them. So that's it, it's not It's nothing special. Because they're in a different world. They e- lose every e- Excelsior's week. ground compared yeah. to yours is it's, it's, it's like a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sparta's is a little bit beautiful. Sparta's nice. you got to admit. Yeah.
3: yeah. The, the clubs <laughs> are nice,
1: but we respect each other. And we we becomes, are like yeah. friends. They give us, uh, I think, a quarter of the stadium yeah. as an yeah. away stand. Yeah. Because we can take um, more than thousands of people Every game away. Do, but you go do you We don't get. We don't get the you? tickets for it. <laughs> do you go to away games? No, I'm not. No, but I'm home games either. But it's because every every Friday, Sunday, we every Friday, Saturday we drink, and Sunday we are completely dead. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm too dead to go to the match. You go to games, yeah? But I do go to games. Sometimes. Sometimes. Go to away games? I have been. Yeah. But this season
0: uh, going less but you've come the to the manchester not, uh, <laughs> yeah because it's uh, the we can't go in one of, it's it's of the game of the season you know how do you think you're going to do okay we're i
1: gonna hope go we're well.
0: going
2: to do well they've blocked the road off here now
0: they're blocking the road off now so it looks road like off there's, there's going to be right. a load of old so fans coming down are
2: here now, yeah. through, these are here
0: to try and contain them where more so there's so the fine old fans are going to come past us now they've blocked the road off they're going to try and contain them and get them into the ground it's quite interesting because a lot of them have not got tickets. Uh, I better tell the lads selling United, we stand. Um, Steve, we're on the, on the podcast. I, am um, all right. I think the final fans are going to be Brought down past. Yeah. I'm sure they're all going to have the guilders ready to purchase a copy of the latest issue of United We Stand. Are you ready for them? I am.
2: Yeah, it's gone up since uh, what we charged them in '97. Put it that way. There's been trouble there before, do not there? Was it
0: Bruges last year? Yeah.
2: Bruges came round and made a bit of a mess of things, and then uh, City tried it in the League Cup the other week. They got a scout, about 80 of them got escorted round here, and they were all they were all off my They're wrong
0: it. guns. Yeah, they were yeah. All, I've
2: got fucking socks older than half of them.
0: But once my um, dad sold United We Stand against Barnsley and. Barnsley had never been out of Barnsley let alone into the Premier League and they they brought thousands in when they got beat 7 seven nil, and um, they were like offering me dad out, <laughs> all he was trying to do was sell them fans. There's leads. one
2: person in the world I wouldn't offer out, it's I your know, dad, do you know I what I mean? could tell you Was the stories? day we barely sold any?
0: Yeah, yeah that was the day we barely sold, <laughs> 67 years old he rang me before us, and said we're having a night out in
2: town tomorrow, I hope I've got that enthusiasm, what do you think um, about the game tonight? Got to win. Yeah, you know, I've said it a number of times now this is possibly if you were to rank the odds on what's United's best route into the Champions League get, winning the Europa League is probably favourite so yeah. we've got to go for it um, a win tonight doesn't even get us through we've, we're still going to have to go and do something over in uh, the Ukraine which is never going to be easy um, I don't know what the result of that game was earlier on don't know um that was n- I saw and it- you're a Ukrainian what's the uh, what was the result no, no idea no i idea. just know we'll win tonight
0: confident yeah though. are you confident because well we won the two previous home games yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. scored four yeah. against uh, fenerbahce zorio was a bit labored wasn't it but i think i wasn't really impressed with him in away In the, um, their home game, Stand out to the you no, know, Yeah. because um, I just thought, you know, we were the away team and we made ten changes, and we still should have won. I thought. I think they've had a few yeah. injuries since then, and yeah. I've yeah. been speaking to people in Rotterdam, and they said they've got a very young team, and they're yeah. missing yeah. a few of their. The, well, the, the top to of one. the league.
2: They're ten to one to win tonight, so I think there's a reason for that, and so I am confident that that will turn them over tonight by more than one goal. The thing is is At some point United have got to Get on this Forgetting whether It's in whatever Competition They've got to get A string of wins That gets into Like five, six, seven categories. That was always What Ferguson said Build up a momentum Get momentum going Build confidence Get that flowing Through the side We've just never had that We've not had that For youngsters. It's been stop start Hasn't it Yeah but not just Under Mourinho. Under the last Probably Moyes was the last one To get a decent Little routine going um, what so. can you see in front
0: of you now? Oh, there is um I can't, it, there's it a looks, bus here says with lots of people uh, banging, on banging on the windows, which always looks really stupid, you I think. The and it says vote ball on it. Yeah, and they're yeah, singing Oh Feyenoord, We Love You. And I thought they were being marched in, but these people are on a bus. And the Feyenoord fans <laughs> are not the most retiring type. They've ever come across the bus is swinging round now onto <laughs> Busby Way and the Feyenoord fans are are on it singing away. Hey, yeah, hey, we're singing you know, we we shall not you know, be moved. Well, you'd be moved because you're on a bus.
2: <laughs> I uh, interestingly, I was I was in Southam when we played them in '97 and there was a load of them in the home end, and they were relentlessly singing that line on the runway. Right. Final. So they, they they don't give a shit. Um, When I came out of the station in Rotterdam in September,
0: it was rum, and I wrote about it. And other people said, "Oh, we had a great time; didn't see any problems whatsoever." But there were lots of lads, and I thought if there's 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 the ingredients there for trouble. but I didn't see any, and yeah, and and afterwards there was there was none at all. But they a big two fifty, mate. Um. Right, so I'm going to walk around the ground trying and speak to some various fans and fingers crossed that Manchester United get, get a win third consecutive win in the Europa League certainly need it because if they don't then uh, we could be going out, out of this competition and I think it's a competition that United should be winning uh, not United for monetary reasons but because United should be winning as many games as they can it's so the one get the tournament that Manchester United have not won I was surprised at how little financially this tournament is worth in comparison with the European Cup. I went to Lisbon last week to speak to an interview Benfica's chairman. He reckons he got €5 million Euros for reaching the final and they got €35 million Euros for reaching the quarter-final of the Champions League uh, last season. And he thinks a, a split of 65-35% would be far better than the current split, which he reckons is 80-20%. So that, that, that's food for thought. Not that I think Manchester United should be playing... In the Europa League uh, every season, but at the moment it's looking more probable than the, the Champions
2: League.
0: I'm just walking to the turnstiles. There's more police covering this game than any in memory and they keep escorting in pockets of fine Feyenoord fans. Uh, they're going into the regular away end which holds 3,000 and that's more or less 5% of the capacity which is what clubs are supposed to give in UEFA competitions Feyenoord fans wanted more tickets which is understandable and they pointed out that uh, Ajax fans had more tickets they had twice as many they also pointed out that um, Real Sociedad and Athletic Club had had more tickets but they didn't help themselves by giving United uh, 1,300 tickets there's an hour to kick off now and i'm on the forecourt and the final fans are being pushed in it seems like a lot of them have been on the bay and the police have probably worked with more malleable crowds of of of, of fans i'm just going to walk back to the top of the forecourt now and all the police they've got caps on which you don't normally see there's another big mob of final now being brought down so it's like they're being brought in sections... ...maybe 100 or 200 fans each. I'm just to get a picture of them. Just as I thought, all the old fans have been put into a big holding pen... ...on the old number one car park. It's now East Car Park. And they're being brought across the forecourt in blocks. It looks very, very well organised. And they're being brought to the holding pen either by bus or a big block of them have been marched in from Manchester as well I'm going to go inside the ground and hopefully see United uh, win It's half an hour after the final whistle and I'm stood underneath the Stratford end at Old Trafford I'm with uh, Rob Dawson football journalist from the Manchester Evening News who covers Manchester United that was the vast majority of United games. What did you make of that tonight, Rob? Four-nil win against final. Seemed to get much better in the second half. Scored some good goals. I was quite impressed by him. Yeah, I thought they were really good. I think
4: they have been a little bit unlucky. You know, sometimes when you hear managers say that uh, the team's been unlucky, you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. But I think Mourinho probably genuinely had a point. You know, he's played some really good stuff against Arsenal, Burnley, Stoke, and have been quite unlucky to. Uh, not to win those games and I thought it all came together tonight, um, created chances, looked really good took those chances, could probably be more than 4-0 to be honest, I don't think they were troubled really at the other end um, yeah, really good really good performance
0: Henrik Mkhitaryan was given a, a very rare start, he took it and when he came off towards the end he was given a standing ovation, he deserved that didn't he
4: yeah, bigger cheer than Rooney as well when he came off um, yeah, I thought there was quite a lot of pressure on him tonight actually, I know that Mourinho said that he didn't want him to be under pressure and that's why he wasn't getting didn't get pit for Arsenal but in its own way it created even more pressure on him tonight Um you know, started the game very well, looked, looked busy, dangerous, thought he was United's best player to be honest and was unlucky, unlucky not to score. Um, you know, I think he's uh, he's done well really in his absence he's, you know, he, he could have shouted his mouth off and gone to the press in Armenia and, and, and you know got all the stuff that I'm sure he wanted to say but it seems like he's got his head down, worked hard, got his chance tonight and there's no real reason why he shouldn't start against West Ham now.
0: He seemed to shift position. He moved to a more central role in the second half. He's good at finding space. He's got a lovely technique, hasn't he? How he sprays the ball around as well.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a little bit of a surprise really that he started on the left. Um, did really well for, for uh, brushy Dortmund on the right, um, complaining that number ten role, but um, did really well on the left. You know, I like you say, found those pockets of space, um, looked dangerous, really tidy on the ball, created a lot of chances. just looked really sharp and and that was most impressive for someone that's not been in the team for two months.
0: You mentioned Wayne Rooney, he scored again, he scored in the last Europa League game, a great goal in Istanbul. He played very well against Swansea City. He was being written off as finished a month or two ago, he's not? No, definitely not. Um, He's he's not the player he was. No, of course not, but then
4: broke into the the first team football at 16 and and he's never going to be that player again. I think he's just going to have to go through a little bit of a reinvention, as we've seen a load of players go through. You know, it's it's quite difficult for a player to, to forget almost everything that they've known and um, and do it differently, and and that's the kind of the, the thing that he's going through at the moment. And, you know, you can see in flashes tonight that he's not lost it. You know, um, the finish for the first goal was fantastic. The, the pass for Mata's goal was really clever when he could have shot. Um, I thought he was good when he came on against Arsenal. Um, and all this against the backdrop of a really difficult week for him personally, so um, I think there's loads of positives for him. You know, He might not be in the team every week, but you know, he's, he's 31 years old, he's played an awful lot of football, I still think there's a, a role for him to play at United.
0: You mentioned Juan Mata, he scored again, he always pops up, He scored. He's become a really important player for Manchester United. You might have said at the start of the season that he'd be one of the favourites to be shifted out given his history with Jose Mourinho.
4: Yeah. Yeah, again, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably wrote him off in the summer that Mourinho was coming back in and uh, the manager had sold him once before and, and he's proved everyone wrong really, um, he's kind of made that, that right hand side role his own, um, you know, a role that lots of people thought he couldn't play when he first got given it by Van Gaal, I think he's, he's not a conventional right winger obviously, but he's found a way to, to contribute goals and assists from that position, you know, drifted inside, um, and he was really good against tonight. I thought he was he was quiet in stages a little bit a little bit more quiet than perhaps he was against Arsenal. But like you say he still popped up with a goal and you know, if he's scoring goals and creating goals then he's done his job.
0: Did he just need to play like that and be decisive and score and put a big English team away? That hasn't happened so far. When United have played against City and Liverpool and Chelsea and Arsenal, unlucky against Arsenal. But you sense that if they can get a run together, because it's been really stop start so far, there's been a good win in Europe. And then they'll lose against a Watford away or whatever. They need to get that run together, don't they? Otherwise, there's a danger of them being left behind. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem, that they're already making up quite a lot of ground in the
4: Premier League. It, they have been inconsistent. Um, as you said, they've not really put a run together of, of three or four wins, and that's exactly what they need to do. And I'm sure they will, because that's what Mourinho's teams do. You know, they, they go on uh, winning runs where they win 8, nine, ten on the bounce, and United, in fairness to them, look quite close to that. It's just not happened. Um... You know, if we're still talking like this in, in February and March then um, obviously there's going to be a problem but you know, we're still quite early on in the season we've got a new manager um, a lot of new players it's going to take time for that to gel um, and I think you're probably right I think there's going to come a point quite soon where someone's going to get a proper hiding off United in the Premier League um, because they are playing well I think everyone can see that They're Just and they haven't had a lot of luck the, the chances haven't fallen I think once once they do and he start scoring goals they'll be fine
0: Paul Pogba's just walked past us he's not reached his full potential yet hasn't he? but you sense he's still there's, there's moments in each game there's not quite a 90 minutes performance but you can see that he's getting better he's becoming more comfortable he's looking happier here. Yeah, he's a microcosm for the team in some ways. He
4: is. I mean, there's there's an awful lot of pressure on him because of the transfer fee and 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 he's feeling it? Yeah, I think he probably is. You know, he's still a young lad. Um, It's a big thing for him to to leave United, go away, and then come back. And the fanfare around his arrival, you know, it's difficult for anyone to deal with, um, let alone a young kid. And I I think he's getting better and better. You know, I, I think, you know, there are clips of him on YouTube, of him scoring spectacular goals and fancy flicks, Um, you know, more than that at the moment, he just looks really neat and tidy and and a proper central midfielder. I suppose part of that is probably Mourinho's influence. Um, you know, he might not be doing the spectacular things and scoring 30-yard volleys every week, but that's not really what you need from your central midfield player. You need him to keep the ball moving, you need him to have loads of energy and, and cover a lot of ground, and I think that's what he's starting to do. Um, I think it helps that he's got Michael Carrick next to him, um, a little bit of insurance behind him and giving the ball in the areas that he actually wants it in. Um, you're right, he's, you know, he's still learning his, his role at United and still learning his role under Mourinho, and I think once he gets to grips with that, you'll probably see a... Um, a really, really good central midfielder.
0: Carrick has gone from not having any, hardly any opportunities to playing really well when he's been given an opportunity to now being a, a favoured starting eleven for most United fans and finally his manager as well.
4: Yeah, um, it has been a bit of a turnaround really. Um, it's, it's a little bit odd his season in that you, you see he wasn't in favour at the start of the season. Um, he was in and out uh, a couple of months ago now seemingly is, is in that start in midfield three with Pogba and Herrera. Um, you know, lots of United fans will tell you that he should have been the teams right at the start of the season because um, United fans have seen this for, for years and years now. Um, what I'd say is that Fergie always used to say that he's a notoriously slow starter. Um, apparently doesn't do that well when he comes back from summer breaks and, and it does take him a little bit of a, uh, a while to get into the swing of things and maybe that's it, maybe Mourinho's seen something in training that we've not seen and has... And, um, I just wanted to wait to give him a chance, but um, I think so far he's taken it.
0: The Feyenoord fans were fantastic tonight, weren't they? 3,000 of them, plus a load more spread around the stadium. They became visible at the end when the United fans had gone home. Yeah, they were fantastic.
4: Um, you know, me and you were both in, in Feyenoord for the first game and they were fantastic that night. There was a reduced capacity at their ground and the whole place was bouncing. Um, you know, they've been absolutely smashed tonight, four-nil, and they're still out there singing and dancing and and having a good time. And, and fair play to them. It's freezing cold.
0: The next two games are against West Ham United and West Ham United. How do you see those going? They're not the same they were last year, are they? No, definitely not. Um, I think they've had a little bit of a slow start.
4: You know, that second season syndrome maybe on the Billet. The things that were going right for him last season I haven't really gone that that right for him so far this season, but. It's obviously always a tough game when they come to Old Trafford. Um, I think United are good enough to beat beat them twice. Um, I think Mourinho really wants to win the League Cup. I think he'll take that on Wednesday really seriously. I think it'll be a really strong team. And So he should. Well, yeah, of course. You know, he's he's not daft as he sees a chance to win a, a trophy early on and win a trophy in February before all the hustle bustle of the, the running game kicks in. And he, you know, he's smart enough to realise that a trophy at Old Trafford goes a long way, no matter what it is. So. Um, he'll want to win in the Premier League because obviously the, the gap is um, opening up a little bit between the top four and, and, the, and the leaders but um, he'll, have, he'll definitely have an eye on that game on Wednesday and, and he'll, want, he'll want to win and want to win that trophy
0: and you could apply the same theory to the Europa League and if the gap is to open in the league and United are to be left behind which we hope doesn't happen there is a way into the Champions League next year by winning this competition
4: yeah and in fairness to me you know, he said some, um, some things about the Europa League when he was in charge of Chelsea um, we've not really seen that kind of thinking this season. He's played strong teams in, in each of the games. Obviously, some of the results haven't gone their way and they've had poor performances, but I don't think that's anything to do with the teams that Mourinho's picked. Um, I think he really sees it as a chance to, to qualify for the Champions League. You know, he's smart enough to realise that there are a lot of good sides in the Premier League and it's not guaranteed that United are going to finish in the top four, but if United can win the Europa League and then get into the, the Champions League through that route, I, I don't think it will be bothered about that at all. Thanks for your
0: time, Rob. back out on the Old Trafford forecourt where uh, a gentleman is slumped on the floor Uh, I think he's come out of one of the executive lounges and he looks like he may have had alcohol this evening I just had a chat with Sergio Romero a nice guy not spoken to him before and he doesn't really get written about that much because he's a reserve goalkeeper but yeah nice guy Argentinian goalkeeper enjoying his time in Manchester happy with the status quo. I'm sure he'd be happier playing every week but respects that David De Gea is his uh, best goalkeeper in the world. I'd him about the Feyenoord fans as well. He said oh I know all about them because I played in, uh, in 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 Holland. And with Bjart from United Scandinavian Supporters Club. Um,
3: what did you make of the game tonight? I thought it was very encouraging. Uh, very, uh, very excited to see uh, Mctominay b- uh, back in the team after that performance against City. Uh, he needed something special, and he got something special. I thought he was uh, the, re- the, re- the real positive surprise of the game, uh, playing on the left side. Uh, a little bit of a strange move, but he, he was superb. Uh, so if he can build on this, it's like signing a new player for United. Really, Because yeah. when he
0: signed in the summer, he was one who really excited fans had been player of the year in the Bundesliga for a huge club, he'd scored goals, he made assists it was almost like Shinji Kagawa all again oh. but, and that didn't work out
3: Yeah, uh, I spoke to a few journalists covering the, the Bundesliga and they always said the same thing, uh, Mkhitaryan is a fantastic football player, if you play to his strengths he will be uh, a revelation at United there's just one big if and that is can he, can he, can he handle the uh, the mentality of playing for United, uh, it took him a little bit of time to settle down at Shakhtar Donetsk, it took him a little bit of time to settle down at Dortmund, it looks like the same history is repeating itself here, but um, let's hope this is the start, because he is, he is an absolutely fantastic player.
0: There's a very interesting article about Mikatarian in the new United We Stand, which came out tonight against Feyenoord, there's a blatant plug for you there, but it's done by Matt Ford he's he's a Manchester lad he's a journalist he's based in Germany he spoke to a lot of people there and you touched on his mentality he had clear problems at Borussia Dortmund and one of his coaches gave him a book and he read it and there was an improvement and he really seems to be somebody who needs to be mentally strong needs to be confident needs to feel the, the, the love of his manager and when he gets that he can thrive some players are just like that other players you can Abuse, you can give criticism to publicly, and he's had a bit of everything. I hope that he does come good because he looks to have beautiful technique. And as you say, it could be a new, it could be a um, a new player. The Europa League is that something you'd like to see United win, or the team better off out of it?
3: Uh, no, to be honest, when we're in it, I'd like to see United do really well uh, because there, there is there is a chance if we miss out on the top four. Uh, that this might be our best chance to get into the Champions League, and because I mean... the finals in Scandinavia. <laughs> um, no, but, but but to be honest, uh, just just talking about Mctarian, um, I found it really interesting to see the quotes that Mourinho came out with that he, he uh, wasn't quite doing it in the big games. He wasn't quite ready for those big games. He, he couldn't kind of handle the pressure very well. I think it was a message there from Mourinho to Mctarian. I'm going to play you soon, and you're going to be ready and today he proved that he was because he was played in the
0: derby and he wasn't ready and he was brought off at half time i was told that he didn't appreciate the way that was handled so maybe now if he can play more because he's hardly played anything mm. and he you know no i wouldn't expect him to start every game at, at the moment but it'd be great if he was featuring more and playing well
3: absolutely uh, and going back to that game as you referred to uh Jesse lingos was probably just as bad as miktarion in that game uh, and Mourinho got the team selection completely wrong, unfortunately. Um, but I've I seen some, some improvements from United now, without a shadow of a doubt. After the Chelsea game, I think United have been OK. Uh, OK, the Fenebache game wasn't the best one. But um, I spoke to Big Ron Askinson uh, yesterday, um, and he was very um, encouraging in his words about Mourinho, the way that United were going forward, it's, it's, it's going in the right direction, give him time, he will get it right, You might need another transfer window or two, but he, he will get there eventually. He talks, uh, tells a good anecdote doesn't he
0: Big rod? I think he's the busiest 77 year old in the world and keeps a full diary, he's got a
3: brilliant memory. He was superb, he was superb, it was, it was uh, one and a half hour of complete gold mine for me so it's absolutely brilliant, such a great manager. And as I, as I said to him, it was, it was quite funny because he turned up a little bit late and he apologised for it. I offered him to go and get some coffee and he said, no, I, I'll get this, I'm late, I'm sorry. And I said, well, sir, you are the reason I fell in love with Manchester United. At least I can do his you a coffee. So he said, okay, good lad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been invited to Dublin on Monday the 5th of December to do an
0: interview with him at the Sugar Club. It's been advertised. So I know we've got a lot of listeners in Dublin. Um, I'm interviewing Big Ron there over 90 minutes and we're going to watch one of Ron's best games I reckon that'll be a good night because Ron as you might have heard on the podcast is a, a very good talker you talked about um, Jesse Lingard scored a great goal but the build up to that goal was fantastic and there was quite a lot of that tonight there's a lot of good interplays Zlatan Rooney uh, Valencia Rooney Mata it's starting to click a little bit for the for, for the team especially the attack
3: absolutely um, I I think uh, the one player who has been key to this, in my opinion, is actually Juan Marta. I think he's been absolutely superb this season, probably probably the star of the show so far this season. Uh, and a lot of people wrote him off because of the history with him and Mourinho Chelsea and all that stuff. But to be honest, I think Marta's been absolutely superb. With Slatan. you get a little bit of everything, you get the unnecessary ball misses and, and, and chances wasted. But you also see today he's involved in pretty much all four goals. Um, so it's he, quality but he need to kind of start scoring more goals, uh, but the difference between this game and the game against Arsenal, the game against Stoke, the game against Burnley, today United put away a few of those chances. It's coming and hopefully they'll be able to beat a Premier League team, a big Premier League team and beat them well.
0: You're shivering, how can a Norwegian
3: be shivering in Manchester? <laughs> Don't, a... you,
0: should, you should be building igloos. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm ten years in England and I'm not used it's to... It's made you soft, has yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. No, it's, uh, I hate the cold. Um, finally, how's the Scandinavian Sports Club going? Very strong, very strong. Uh, we saw a clear positive impact after and signed and Pogba signed, uh, numbers are increasing. Uh, we're doing a lot of things that is well received, more videos, uh, more activity on the web page, more quizzes, the magazine is with some valuable uh, contributions from you amongst others doing really well, so now we're really happy really happy Good luck with everything and it's
0: to united continuing their improvement
3: and that 's it for this podcast Good night see you Sunday.